The scripture today comes from the first chapter of the Gospel of Luke, verses 26 through 45. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We are spending time during this Advent season considering dreams, our own dreams and God's dreams. I'm going to read to you again a verse from one of my favorite Christmas songs, and the dream is still alive from that first December morning, and it always will survive as long as we can see that the dreams that we find in life are the dreams we tend to seek. And Christmas has its promises to keep. The dreams that we find in life are the dreams that we tend to seek. We find what we expect to find. We find what we go looking for. And when we look for God's dreams in our lives and in the world, we will find those dreams. And we will find a way to make those dreams a reality. Now, I want us to step into Mary's shoes for just a few minutes, and let's consider this situation from her perspective. Mary was a simple country woman living in a very small village, maybe a dozen families or so, little tiny town. She had always lived a faithful life. She believed that God was a faithful God and that God would keep his promises, and we know she believed that because of the greeting of the angel. Because the angel said to her when he first arrived, You are favored. 
Greetings, favored woman. Mary lived with her parents. She was engaged to be married to a good man, and she dreamed. She dreamed of a home and family, a home filled with children running, the excited laughter of children. She dreamed what every young woman in Israel dreamed. She dreamed that she would be the mother of the Messiah the one who would grow up to be the redeemer of Israel, the one who would grow up to lead the, the nation of Israel into and through a second exodus so that they would finally be free. They would finally be free once and for all and in such a situation that God himself would come and live with them. That's what Mary dreamed. One morning, Mary was at home her mother and father weren't there. We, we're not sure where they were. Perhaps her mother was in the center of town visiting with neighbors, looking to see what farmers might have brought to, to sell for the day. Maybe her father was out in the fields dealing with crops, dealing with animals. Mary is at home and a stranger comes to the door. Strangers in this small town were very unusual. This was a stranger. He didn't look like anyone she knew except somehow there was something familiar about him. His robe was different, though. There was no dust at the bottom of the robe, the kind of dust that would come from people walking down dusty trails and dusty streets and out working out in the fields. No dust on his robe, and his robe looked completely brand new, as if nothing related to life had actually had time to settle on it yet. And then there was the unusual greeting, favored woman, the Lord is with you. And Mary was confused. And the angel went on to start his explanation of why he was there with very familiar words because we find nearly everywhere in Scripture that any time a messenger comes from God, the first words out of that messenger's mouth are, don't be afraid. So that was the greeting from the angel, don't be afraid, Mary. The Lord is with you. You have been chosen. You will be with child and you will bear a son and that son will be the one that you've been dreaming about. That son will be the redeemer of all of Israel. That truly was Mary's dream, but it wasn't working out quite the way she had anticipated. It wasn't working out the way she had expected. She had not expected to be an unwed mother. She figured this would happen after she got married. Perhaps, perhaps she needed to ask a few questions. Isn't that what you and I would have done? Here is Mary. Mary is a simple country girl, but Mary wasn't stupid. She knew what this might potentially mean. She knew that if she told her parents that she was expecting and that an angel had come and explained to her that she was going to be the mother of the Messiah, she knew that her parents might not believe her. And if her parents didn't believe her, they were going to look to Joseph to make these things right. And Joseph would know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this wasn't his child. So what if Joseph didn't believe her? She could end up out in the street. She could end up out in the street, an unwed mother, no way to care for herself, begging for her and her child. Worst case scenario is that her parents and Joseph could drag her to the center of town and have her stoned. I would have asked a lot of questions. I would have asked the angel a significant number of questions, but Mary didn't. Mary only asked one question. 
I would have wanted to know things like, are you going to come back and tell my parents? Are you going to come back and tell Joseph? Which actually had to happen through a dream. But Mary never questioned God's ability to keep his promises. Even when those promises weren't happening the way she expected them, she never questioned God's willingness to take care of her. She believed that if God said this would happen, that he would make sure that it all turned out all right. But Mary wasn't alone in all of this. The first thing that happened is that Mary went to see Elizabeth. Elizabeth was her cousin. Elizabeth had been barren all of her adult life, and now suddenly in her old age, she had embarrassed the family by turning up pregnant. But you and I both know that that was God at work in Elizabeth's life. That was God at work in Elizabeth's life to give birth to John the Baptist, who would be the one who prepared the way for Jesus who would follow. Mary goes to Elizabeth's house, and Elizabeth and the baby in her stomach rec recognized Mary's voice and recognized the, the spectacular nature of the child that she was carrying. Mary was a faithful young woman. Elizabeth was a woman of faith also. And Mary and Elizabeth together walked through these difficult months. Mary and Elizabeth together had faith in God because they both knew that God had promised them that their sons would grow up to be the ones who would change the world that their sons would grow up to be the ones who transformed the world and who represented God for all the world to see. But it wasn't just Elizabeth who was with Mary. It was Joseph also. Joseph heard the angel in his dreams telling him that Mary was telling the truth. And instead of following through with his plan to put Mary aside graciously and quietly, he married her. He took her as his wife. What he said was, Mary, I will walk with you through this. Mary, I believe what you are telling me. I believe that God is at work here. And I will walk with you. You are not alone. The faith of Mary to believe that not only could God do what the angel was saying, but that he would do it and that everything would work out all right. That is a spectacular faith. Think about Mary's answer to the angel. I am the Lord's servant. Let it be to me as he has said. Mary's faith was strong and unshakable. Mary's faith was the kind of faith that I want to grow up to have. Mary's faith was that strong and unshakable, but so too was the faith of Elizabeth and the faith of Joseph. And together the three of them walked into the future of assisting God in his plan to let the world know how much he loved them. The faith that says that with God all things are possible, that's the faith that Mary had, that's the faith that Elizabeth had, the faith of Joseph. The faith that says, I will be your friend, I will stand with you through difficult days and through good days. I believe that God is working in your life and I believe that God can work in my life through yours. That kind of faith is what we see in these three people. Faith that says that together we can achieve God's dream for the world. 
Will you have the same measure of faith that Mary had? To answer to a messenger from God, let it be to me as God is saying. Will you have the same measure of faith that Mary had to answer someone coming to you with, with a message from God with, I am the Lord's servant, and never doubt that if God is calling you to do something, he can make a way for it to happen? Will you have the faith of Elizabeth, who recognized that her son would grow up to be someone important, but that Mary's son would grow up to be someone even more important and it was incumbent on her to support Mary and encourage her. Will you have the faith of Joseph, willing to step into a difficult, potentially embarrassing situation and say, Mary, I believe you, and I am willing to do the Lord's work with you? Because if all of us have that measure of faith and a willingness to do the Lord's work, we can accomplish God's dream of demonstrating to the world that the Lord God Almighty loves every single person. Will you have the faith of Mary? This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen.